Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The AM St. Paul, Minneapolis, in stereo on 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2 and streaming on 1500ESPN.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgad. That's the worst idea you've ever had. You've had some bad ideas. That's the worst one. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write this down. All right. Mackey and Judd live at the 3M Championship here. Looks like the sun's back out. Yeah, I think we're on track now. I'm glad they took our faces off the off the porta potties this year. That was sort of really unnecessary. I enjoyed that immensely. I miss myself out there. I mean, I think part of it was like my face was sprawled across two different porta potties. Yeah, I had no problem with that. So I had like a porta potty going like one one on my left cheek, one on my right cheek. Promotion. Now we have probably fitting. Is it is it uh, check out our stream? Yes, that's our fifteen hundred ESPN. Check out our stream. Yeah, get it. Yeah, stream. I got it right away. I saw it this morning as I went in. (laughs) Did uh, did you test your stream? <laughs> I ha- yes yes. To be completely truthful, I had to test my stream. Uh, uh, we have a ton of stuff off the board here in this week's accountability session, so let's get to it. And James Murphy, or as we call him now, Murph or Jimbo, Jimbo, he's filling in this week for the vacationing Dave Harrigan, and he's going to be the guest predictor when we get to the actual predictions. But let's start with Dave Harrigan who said Dozier to the Red Sox while the Twins are in Boston. Jimbo right on it right there. Good job. He said the Twins will take three of four from Boston. That that didn't happen either. (laughs) That went by the wayside real quick. But Maya Moore, All-Star Game MVP, I'm going to give him a triple on that. Yeah, that was very good. It would have been a home run if it wasn't sort of rigged for the hometown. It was a a bit of home cooking, but yeah. yeah. That's still a good prediction. And then he said, he said, this is a single, Brian Dozier will be traded before July 31st. Wait a second. Wait, he said. Oh, yeah. before. Oh, did he say before? Or did he say did by I the just, trade deadline? Is it possible that I. Just give it to him. It's oh, we'll fine. give it to him. Okay. It's fine. It's, it's, it would be fun to rule a technicality. Again. Yeah, if, we could go, if we could go back and find it, if he said before July he, 31st. He doesn't take it well, though. Yeah, you're Like, right. I rib him constantly, and he never <laughs> takes it well. He gets all pouty. <laughs> Because he got traded on July 31st. It's, yeah. Verbiage matters here. He'll get a single. Uh, let's see here. The uh, The listeners had a terrible week. They Mike S. said Dozier to the Brewers. Dale said Dozier to the Brewers for two top 40 Baseball America prospects. Yeah. Ju- Justin said Ryan Presley will be the Twins' closer going into 2019. Unless they trade for him this offseason, that's not going to happen. Nope. And Matt in Texas said the Twins will trade Chris trade for Chris Archer before the deadline. Yikes. All right. That is carnage right there. Are you done with the uh, listeners? 
Yes. Okay, well, thank God. <laughs> for this particular segment, Right, I right. Am. No, I know. The accountability just didn't go well for him. Um, let's see. I said, I think we can take these off the list. This, was, this must have been a home run prediction, forced home run segment, when I said Byron Buxton will win the MVP award. Uh, then, then he, you 162 games, Phil. 162 games. That's true. There is a lot of time left. Thanks, Doge. Back what, in studio. Thanks, if, to Brian. If he comes back and he's the best player in baseball and the Twins win the division... Could he get a couple votes? Because my next prediction was Buxton will receive MVP votes. <laughs> probably not Can you happen. lose points for all these predictions? <laughs> Although I, I don't want to hear mine. So I said Nick Gordon will get a hit in a major league game before Miguel Sano will. <laughs> and that the Twins would trade two of their top ten prospects this summer. This was a preseason prediction, yep. assuming they would be buyers at the deadline, and that didn't happen either. You thought they'd be the Brewers this year. However... I'm going to give myself a double on this one. I said the Twins would trade at least four players from their roster by the August 31st deadline. They accomplished that before the July 31st deadline. Yep. And Judd had five come off the board. Woo! He said Sano and Nick Gordon would be traded for Chris Archer by July 31st. I must have said that in February or March, huh? <laughs> that Miguel Sano won't be back with the Twins until September. Ah! I remember that one. Uh, that Stefan Diggs would leave the Vikings in free agency after the year. This is a tough... Okay, you can stop now. No, but you also said the NFL will revise its anthem policy again before the season starts, which they did. Okay. They put it on hold, which right. we're going to count that. I got that, yeah. It's a single. Um, and, and this is another single. You predicted Jack Morris would rip current players in his Hall of Fame speech, and he did, make a, he did take a jab at analytics. Analytics don't... There, you know what? We're it's about the people that. that play the game, Phil. It's not about the... Statistics. That's analytics. a single. I think Dave would contest that, but I, I'm with you. Like he, him ripping analytics is his way of ripping the new age it's of baseball, which is the spirit of yeah. the prediction. I'll take a bunt single. That's fine. So let me pull up the batting averages here. Mostly carnage there. Um, oh, by the way, if you ever, if you want, we're going to get some more listener predictions. Anytime during, during the week, you can email Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com and just put somewhere in the subject line, write that down. So we know, because we get a bunch of emails, and uh, we're super popular. Yep. We, get a, yeah, we get a bunch and, of emails. And some of them are really, really positive, <laughs> like this morning's. He, th- that guy accused us of not pre- I prepped for at least five minutes for that segment. Well, that we he did made it sound like we just found out. People really told everybody <laughs> yesterday about a rule we didn't know about. Right. We were quoting an official at Vikings practice from yesterday, yes. buddy. Um, batting averages. Listeners are down to 205 on the season. Woof. Oh, Mendoza. So I've now passed the listeners with a 227 batting average, slugging 375. Way to go, Phil Mack. Uh, Judd is hanging tough at 269, slugging over 500. It's your best ever season, and write that down. And Dave Harrigan is 391 with a 655 slugging percentage. Our guests are batting 333 and slugging 462. I believe, I believe two years ago I had a better season because I won the batting title at the end of that year. So I think this is my second best year because I was a mess last. Because okay. I got sent down. But you're last slugging. Year. I think your slugging. My slugging is out, higher, yeah. but my I believe I won the batting title on the last day of write that down for 2016. Yeah. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, James is going to predict in place of Dave here, so he'll be part of our guest prediction uh, column. We'll go Judd Murph me in that order, and then at the end we'll do the listener prediction. So Judd, why All don't right. you start us off? Write this uh, down. All right, I'm going to start off with a prediction that I actually gave you yesterday, but I liked it so much, and, and it's so ironclad and good. I'm going to enter it into the write that downs. Pete Carroll, current Seahawks coach, will be an NFL television analyst next season. 
So okay. I don't know. And just to be very specific here, I don't know if he'll be in the booth or studio. It's okay. Well, yeah. So I'm not going to give you one. I'm just going to say that Pete Carroll will be with a network analyzing the NFL next season. I think you might be on to something if your Seahawks prediction is of, of their demise is correct. All right, over to Murph. All right, biggest national story this week, I'd say, was the whole Urban Meyer situation. Write this down. Ohio State will move on from Urban Meyer by next Friday. So by next Whoa, Friday, okay. Urban Meyer out as head coach at Ohio State. I like the aggressiveness there. You know, th- th- this is the best part about the one offers, whether it's Murph producing today or when Jonathan Harrison comes in and just like he, he basically says, like, Judd's going to die by Thursday. They swing from they the just, heels. Like, they, just, yeah. they swing from the heels, and we love you for that. I got one chance. I, this is my one chance. I'm not going to waste it. You're Thanks, Eminem Bill. right now. You're Eminem right now. <laughs> Good right. shot, one opportunity. <laughs> I'll go on the record with a 3M Open prediction for next year. Tiger Woods will play in the 3M Open next year here at, uh, at uh, TPC Twin Cities. So Tiger Woods, All right. I don't think, I don't know, has he ever played? I'm sure he's played here, right? Like a practice round or something? Because he's played at Hazeltine. Yep. I don't know if he's played at oh, I have TPC no idea if he's Twin played Cities, here. but he's going to play in the Twin Cities Open next year. All right. Write it down. All right, back to Judd. Write it down. You like writing things down. Well, he's been red hot in his first two games with the Dodgers, so why not go with this one? You can write this down, gentlemen. The Dodgers' Brian Dozier will be the MVP of the NLCS. Wow. Brian Dozier will continue his tour. In one of the worst trades the Twins have ever made, oh, how, could you, how could you let this clubhouse locker room leader, power-hitting second baseman, the Joe Morgan of our time, He's going to be the NLCS MVP. Later on, we ha- I-, I made an appearance on the Mason and Ireland show on-, on ESPN LA yesterday just to talk about Dozier. And there- there's some interesting nuggets from-, from their point of view on the acquisition. In fact, their producer jumped into the segment at one point and was like, this is a terrible trade. And then, the- and then he hits a bomb in his first at-bat or second at-bat. We'll-, we'll talk about that later. All right. All right, back to Murph here. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Phil, yesterday you said you were all in on the New York Giants having a surprising season. I am right there with you, actually. Rookie running back Saquon Barkley will lead the league in rushing in 2018. So rushing yards, right? Rushing yards. Rushing yards. Wow. Uh, who Do they have any noteworthy backup running backs to split time with him, or is he just going to get 300 carries out of the gate? I don't think they do. I think I'm, I'm trying to remember who they had last year. I can even look it up. But I, I think he's, he's the bell cow, and he's going to be catching a lot of passes too. So Yeah. Murph, you are all coming off right. fire. Murph is throwing haymakers. These are all home run predictions. All right, write this down. The Los Angeles Dodgers, I'm going to go one up from what you just said about Dozier. <laughs> the Los Angeles Dodgers yeah. will win the World Series, yep. and Brian Dozier will hit at least two home runs in the World Series. Literally a prediction I have. That's my third one, but I'll, wow. I'll, I'll change it. But Is it the same The, the same, same thing. He's going to hit multiple home runs in the 2018 World Series. The Dodgers will win. <laughs> All right, so uh, Dozier. In the worst trade in Twin City sports history. You know what? Can we give Pat a stick mic? Is that, can you hand him that mic? Do you want to make a write-that-down prediction since you're here, Pat? Hold on. There you go. All right. This is one of the few segments Pat enjoys on our show. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> I said, great segment. I wish I came up with the idea. Who, whoever came up with the, uh, the advertising on the satellites out here, that's the most creative thing we've ever done at the station. The stream? I think Fensky and Brad Lane get credit for this. Oh, my God. Give Fensky a raise. 
<laughs> it's better than just putting our faces on them last yes. year like they did. Yes. See, yes, I enjoyed that, true. you guys. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. I liked how Judd's I liked narcissistic it. ways. I liked walking into the John and saying, hi, good morning, Judd. <laughs> Although I did say yesterday, talking about stream with a guy my age is a little bit of a taunt, but that's okay. <laughs> I still got it. 48, I still got it. Yeah, I was very happy. No. I'm very, very pleased. No, no I don't. What's my, write it down, write it down. You just made it. What was we're, your We're in the middle of our, so uh, I predicted Dodgers win the World Series, and Dozier hits at least two bombs in the World Series. Uh, let me uh, predict, uh, now that he's got two, that he'll hit 14 for them. 14 total or 14, 14 more? To- 14 total. Okay. All right. By the way, did you see my stat? He and Manny are I've tied. Got it. They each got I cop- two. Yeah, I copied it. <laughs> I did. I was on uh, I was on with their the ESPN LA afternoon show, Mason Ireland, yesterday, and we'll just get into this right now. So their producer, they wanted to ask about Dozier and stuff, mm. and their producer jumps in and hijacks the segment and goes, it's a terrible trade. Like, look look at the average and this and this. And, and John Ireland goes, you know, he already hit a home run last night, had three hits, and then he hits another home run. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of people not happy that he's hitting 220 well, or whatever. It's a terrible trade, but you didn't give up a Correct. thing. Right, exactly. You gave up nothing, and you made us take Logan Forsyth for $9 million. <laughs> if they didn't have to take Forsyth, then it might have been a good trade. Poor but, Logan. Blending yeah. into the clubhouse yeah, like gonna, a bat boy. You got two bodies. That's all you you're, got. Two bodies. Your stat, Machado, 14 games, 67 plate appearances as a Dodger, two home runs. Dozier, two games, nine plate appearances, and <laughs> two, two home runs. runs. You knew boy, this was going to happen, by the I way. I didn't see last night's swing, but that. Just, that it was uh, a meatball. That one yeah. that Thursday was a meatball. This one was even more of a meatball this, yeah. last night. Wednesday was a. But that was a. That was a Dozier at his best swing. Yeah. I mean, he was back. Last night was the same. Right on time. Last night was the exact same. Last night was literally like middle in and underhand. They did him. You know, the the thing you got to, if you're a big Brian Dozier fan, you got to realize they did him a favor. Oh, yeah. He's going somewhere. There's going to be no, because it was traded, nobody can give him a qualifying offer so he can go out and get whatever money he's there. He's not going to get rich, but he'll get three years, 36, 40 million, something. Yeah. I, I would. That's rich enough. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> was an enough. absolutely necessary divorce. Um, yeah, it was just yeah, time. It was. It's fine. Yeah, I think he was ready to go. Don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was in his truck in the parking lot, like as the trade was being. <laughs> it's like Brian, you've been. Thank you. All right. Well, yeah, I, think, well, I think Lavelle uh, yeah. got him at the got him at the airport. Yeah. I don't think anybody else did. Yeah. Was Lavelle just I, hanging out at the airport and Brian Dozier stopped no, by? I think or? he called him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I stopped by to say hello. I got to. Uh, uh, we're going to start playing here pretty soon. Good thing this isn't in Golden Valley. It's uh, the skies are a lot worse. You got a uh, bit of before you go away, maybe this is coaxing a, a write that down predict. We just had Hollis on for fifteen yes, minutes. Yes, I heard you. And he is—he's very confident that this tournament next year will draw way better than the Greenbrier for multiple reasons. It'll draw. Yeah, it'll draw better as far as a field. No, that's what I'm saying for 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 actual for players, top, top name players. DJ, Justin Thomas, Tiger, uh, he'll get one of the three. Mickelson if, played in the Greenbrier this but year. But he's got a home there, and I think okay. the guy gave it to him. Okay. If you get yeah. Tiger, though, you're, you you're Tiger, cold. I mean, who, you who cares? That's all you need. Yeah. If you get, if you get DJ, too, that's a 
But just yeah. see a guy hitting. Either one of them. Actually, if you get DJ, you get Paulina, which means Wayne might come along. Speed. Oh, I, get... I love it. Like most people would stop at you get Paulina. Oh, but no, no. Like, no. But Wayne. I want Wayne to be I mean, here. <laughs> I'll throw Speed in there. He'll get, he'll get one of the four. Yeah. He'll get one of the four. That'll be enough. We'll take it. We'll take All it. All right. All right. Bye, Thanks, Pat. Pat. Yeah. See ya. All right, Judd. You, uh, final predictions. Uh, let's go around. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, my final, write that down. Randy Moss's Hall of Fame speech will be longer than 15 minutes. He will exceed. I don't think he's going to go. He, he's certainly not going to get into Favre territory, which is around a half hour, I think. But he will exceed 15 minutes in his Hall of Fame speech on Saturday night in Cannes. All right. Murph? Write that down. Well, I was going to go with the, the Brian Dozier multiple home runs in the, in the Come World on, Series. Take it a step further. This is your one shot. Three in one game. I'm going to go. Reggie. <laughs> No, I'm going to go a different direction. I, I hope it, you guys still think it's a home run, but Kirk Cousins is going to be top three in total QBR next year. Whoa, okay. So he'll be one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, basically. Right. Right, and that's James. And still completely awkward in talking to teammates. I think that's a home run prediction, too. James swinging for the fences. All right, my, my final one is also a Vikings prediction. The Vikings will not yield to these new NFL rules. In fact, the Vikings will be called for leading with the helmet or falling with your weight on a quarterback. So yep. one of those two penalties. Yes. In the fourth quarter of a one-score game in September at some point. Oh, that's wow. Great. So a close game in September, and the, and whether it's Anthony Barr or Everson Griffin, yep. they will not yield. They will not stop. They will keep playing will, football the way that they know how to play football, if, and it will cost the Vikings 15 yards in the fourth quarter of a one-score game in September. If it's the former uh, and not the latter, will they have a player ejected? Will the player? Who I feel leads, like it's already a home run prediction. Well, they, saying, I just want off know, the record. I just yes. Will no, the player? Will, not be an will, Harry, will Hitman Harry or Andy the Assassin be tossed <laughs> from the game? I'm going to say I'm going to say no off the record, but that's not part of the prediction. Okay. So there they are. Oh, listener predictions for the week here. Matt Kuhn at 1500ESPN.com. Tom F. predicts the Twins will win a playoff series next year. Dale predicts Zach Anikstad will start more games than any other quarterback for the Gophers this year. And Mike S. predicts that Logan Forsythe will have a better batting average as a twin than Brian Dozier as a Dodger, minimum 75 at-bats. But if Dozier hits 14 bombs, I don't really care what his, what his batting yeah. average is. He's hit like the 500. He is hitting about 500. Yeah, th- thanks a lot, Murph. It's, it's down from thanks, 750. Thanks the night for the before, update. Though, thanks ba- for the update, Murph. His batting average dropped 250 points last night. Sell on Brian Dozier. <laughs> uh, Mackie and Judd runs. from the 3M Championship. Thank you, James Murphy. Mackie and Judd 3M Championship out here. Uh, Patrick will be out here with the ride as well. Paul Black doing a great job as always engineering That's things for us. Debatable, but no, Paulie. Paulie's one of the best. Calm under pressure. It's all I want from my from my guys out here. Calm when things go wrong. Also, you can you know it's fun. I can just turn Judd's mic off if anytime that, I want. I'm sitting right see, next Paul to Paul. Paul would allow that. Paul's a big <laughs> fan of Judd. Uh, what did you say, Judd? No, go ahead. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to say. All right. <laughs> very very funny. Very funny. Did you see the news out of Knox County, Tennessee? Yes. <laughs> okay. We've got to go back on this because yes. because Harrigan played the the campaign spiel. What now? Six months ago? Oh, my. more than that? A I year ago? A year ago. Glenn Jacobs, better known by his WWE name, Kane, was elected the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Thursday, beating the Democratic contender Linda Haney, the fifty-one-year-old 
wrestler will be the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yes. Kane. So I'm all in on this. This is such an all-timer. This is so this is this this as far as I'm concerned beats Jesse just because of of who Kane was. Well, and 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 you know for Kane to have come so far, you know Kane got his start in the mid-1990s in the WWF. He was the Undertaker's demented and disfigured brother. I did not know this until you informed me of all of this. You and David did. Yep. Kane was stuck in a house fire when he was a kid and had a demented face and and a disfigured face. And he he became evil after this. He just wanted revenge on everybody. And he felt like his brother betrayed him. So he went around in this red and black mask. Yep. And 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 sort of Under Armour gear all the time. He wore he wore he just wore Under Armour all the time and showed off his biceps. Sounds comfortable. Just to make people uncomfortable. And Kane made his first appearance. You wouldn't believe this in a hell in a cell match in 1997 okay. at a pay per view. All right. He came from underneath the ring. Actually, you know what? I take that back. He walked down the aisle and ripped the cage door off its hinges, and then choke slammed the Undertaker straight to hell. Straight to hell. Wait, his guy? Yeah. And then he put The Undertaker in a casket later on and lit the casket on fire. Oh, no. But The Undertaker, his brother, didn't die. What didn't happened? Die. And Kane didn't get arrested somehow. I don't know. Like, so what happened? Well, we don't know how The Undertaker escaped, but he came back to life somehow from the burnt casket. Yeah. And then those two fought in an Inferno match in a pay-per-view in early, two, in early who 1998. Would, who wouldn't want to have an Inferno yeah, match? Where, where the winner is the one that sets the other one on fire. And so Kane lost that match. He got set on fire. Yeah, yeah. And then later they fought in a Buried Alive match. Him and his brother had a big rivalry. They fought in a Buried Alive match. And um, I can't remember who won that one, but one of the two was buried in a six-foot grave after the match was over. It's very aggressive. a lot of violence here. But he overcame it, just like he overcame all the adversity here later in life to win this mayoral race. And he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in a first blood match okay. in summer of 1998. So we've had fire, we've had buried, right. and now we had blood. So for him to go through all those and trials caskets. and tribulations, and yeah, caskets, <laughs> to now become the mayor of Knox County is pretty amazing to me. September 1st. I feel like a 30 for 30 documentary is, is in the works here. September 1st, he takes office <laughs> in Knox County, Tennessee. And, Hi. you know, is your state, Jacob. baby. I'm running for mayor of Knox County here in the great state of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the I I the didn't even know this in the I didn't even know the story, <laughs> and that was one of the great things of all time. Oh man, I, you know, there's nothing like mid to late 1990s WWF man. Nothing like it. I can't wait to I can't get believe his brother did point. that to him. I mean, it that is, doesn't seem terrible. like what your brother would do. Also, uh, the, I don't have a brother. The, but. the fire that Kane was subjected to that disfigured him. Also took out his voice, so he wasn't really able to speak without one of those those electronic voice boxes. Yep. So in the last 20 years, for him to go public speaking-wise alone, from having to use one of those, well, what do you call those? Where you put the thing against your throat and you yeah. talk like this. And now he's able to speak publicly, forums. Well, as, and I've as got the a mayor picture public speaking to show you right here. Yeah, I mean, look at him. The plastic surgery is incredible. <laughs> the plastic surgery, he's got bad hair, but who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to sh- actually. No, he ha- he had the shaved head for a while there. Uh, maybe he grew back. He's a respected a man pa- now. A patch of hair just for political reasons. He's got to have sure. hair. I'm sure if yep. he can. Anyway, I thought you'd be very excited. But I'm going to show you. Knox County some clips has a new here. mayor. I'm going to show you some clips during the commercial break here. I'm going to show you Kane setting his brother on. Fire I got to run to the uh, potty so uh, <laughs> Perhaps the break after. Check that. out your stream. The port- Yes, <laughs> yes. Check out check out my stream, which right now includes a Randy Moss column. <laughs> How about that for promotion? Uh, James, what's next in Stuff You Should Know About? 
Well, you guys, you guys took my uh, my cane bit, but uh, we'll, we'll go with the quarterback controversy that might be brewing up in the NFL. Sounds good. Back with more from the 3M Championship. It's Mackie and Judd. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Welcome back, Mackie and Judd, live until 1 o'clock at the 3M Championship. Royce will be here live as well this afternoon. And then our uh, tea time show is going to be here tomorrow and Sunday. Correct. Hanging out. 10 a.m. both days. So let's throw it back to the TCL Broadcast Studios where our guy Murph filling in for Dave Harrigan has some stuff we should know about. Yeah, so yesterday um, in the uh, in the Hall of Fame game between the Bears and the Ravens, a rookie made his NFL preseason debut. First and goal from the seven. Jackson throws complete. Hayden Hurst, touchdown Ravens. Rookie to rookie. First round pick to first round pick. And the Ravens extend their lead. So that was Lamar Jackson throwing his, his first touchdown of the preseason. This is this was uh, John Harbaugh on how his rookie looked. He got the plays called. He got people lined up. He got snap counts off. You know, I guess stuff gets taken for granted. You know, we say, well, you got to go down the field and score points and all that. And sure you do. But he's a rookie quarterback out there for the first time handling the whole offense. I thought he did a very good job. And that's really what I asked him to do today. And uh, he'll build from that. Now, Joe Flacco goes into the year as the starting quarterback, but boys, I think we might uh, be right on the edge of a quarterback controversy in Baltimore. You do? I I think sometime this year. I think Flacco, now, I think the the biggest controversy to start the year in Baltimore is going to be this. Do they keep RG3 and three QBs so that that Jackson can be the third guy? Because if Flacco gets hurt in week one, I don't think that Jackson can step in. I think Griffin could probably play. So so you, you might be right at some point, halfway in or so, but I, I actually think the conundrum to start the year in Baltimore is do they go with two or three uh, quarterbacks? Yeah, I, you know, I, I was actually kind of excited to watch RG3 last night. I don't yeah. think RG3's career is dead yet. No, That dude was the number two overall pick five yeah, years I'd, ago. I'd agree with you. He's, he's in his prime. Um, I'm not saying he's going to live up to number two overall pick status, but... I don't know. I thought it, I I agree with the quarterback controversy because you've got a guy, you've got Joe Flacco who's been terrible for like two or three years. The only thing propping him up really is a Super Bowl from five years ago and the contract that came after it. And then you've got a formidable uh, former starting quarterback in RG three and a guy who's destined to be tested out as a starter. So to to that premise, I agree with you, Murph. Well, boys, uh, especially this is aimed at you, Judd, but your guy Doge, he, he did it again last night. And Doge with a fly ball to left, way back, run at the wall, looks up, it's gone. Dozier, a three-run blast. His second in as many nights with the Dodgers. He's got a smile from ear to ear as he trots around the bases. And the Dodgers have blown it open. It's 10-2. to you know, it's amazing what a little Judd Zolgad bulletin board material can do for a guy's confidence. It really is. And you know what? This is this is Doge being Doge. You knew this was. He's happy oh, now. Jesus. He's gonna have a great. He's gonna he's gonna go. You know, once again, I'm rooting for him. I said this yesterday. Now, now Lance Lynn is going to replace Sonny Gray in the Yankees rotation. 
I'm not rooting for Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn deserves nothing from me. I hope Dozier does well. I, I have no emotions one way or the other toward Lance Lynn. After he, he wasn't here long enough after, to matter. You know what? You're, if you're going to come in and pout that long about being somewhere you don't want to be and not making enough, I don't like you. Dozier, <laughs> Dozier, it was just time. It was time to move on. Good for you, Brian. Do, Dozier, by the way, this is, this is classic Doge. So Dozier in the last two and a half months, so from, from like the middle of July until the end of the year last year, Dozier batted 300 with an OPS near 1,000 and hit 21 home runs. Huh? So if the Dodgers get that, if they get the hot Brian Dozier, they don't have to worry about being caught in the, in the National League West. And if it carries into October, they might win the World Series. Yeah. So NLCS MVP. Yep. Write that down. I want to stick with stick with baseball. Another team uh, in California, the Oakland A's have gone thirty and ten in their last forty games. <laughs> They're thirty five and twenty four on the road. Moneyball's back. I can't name three of their players. <laughs> are, are, are they? Are they? I mean, they're, I think they're in the wild card right now. Do they? Do they keep it up? I, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Here's my evaluation. I don't know either because I don't know enough of their players. <laughs> I know they have Chris Davis who hits bombs. Yeah. We should play all a game at place. some point. Can you name an Jed Oakland Lowry. A? Yeah, Jed Lowry All Star, right? Yeah. They've <clears> got <throat> Sean Sean Manaya is one yep. of the best starting pitchers. Yeah. I think that's a former first round pick. I think they still have Doolittle as a as a closer. Doolittle pitches late in games. Yeah. Great story. Right, maybe maybe give you a couple more. Build them a ballpark. Build them a ballpark. Yeah. I, honestly, that's all they want. I hope at some point. They cash in and get hot and win a World Series so that every idiot for the last 20 years who has said, what has Moneyball got in the A's? They've never won a World Series, despite the fact that they have shoestring payrolls every year and they win 90 games more often than any other team would. Like yep. I, hope, I hope they shut people up. I hope they win the World Series. They're not going to, but it'd be kind of fun. Colin Kaepernick doesn't appear in the latest version of the Madden video game, but apparently even his name wasn't welcome on the songs used in it. A video of the game that appeared on Twitter Thursday, retweeted by Kaepernick's girlfriend, shows his name scrubbed from the song Big Bank by YG, which has a verse in it by Big Sean shouting out Kaepernick. After Twitter reaction from Big Sean, the NBA's Chris Paul, and others, EA Sports released a statement saying, we made an unfortunate mistake, and that the lyrics with his name will be put back in in the update to Madden NFL 19. So he's not even, he's not, it's not enough for him to be blacklisted from the NFL, but Madden goes ahead and scrubs him from a from Judd's favorite uh, YG and and Big Sean song. Ah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm a big big fan. I, I've got all their uh, eight tracks and tapes. Why? Okay, okay. There's a million questions here, but why would you even include that song on the on the playlist? Fair question. I, and, just don't and, even put the song on there if you're worried about the about his name being in it. Uh, yeah, it the, makes no sense. The whole thing makes no sense. The fact that someone had to go in there and change it, and then think that like no one would notice that. If, if you were a fan of the song, that's just that's that's the most insane thing I've ever. But heard. there's no collusion. Trust us, there's no collusion. How, it's just coincidence. How is it that the National Football League, unfortunately, has been associated at times with people who have committed the crime of murder, and yet it seems like those people are more welcome than Colin Kaepernick? This is one of the most bizarre, over the top. I get it. The guy did something you didn't like. The president uh, then piled on, and it's caused you some grief. But my God. I think O.J. Simpson might be paraded around a National Football League field and welcomed back before Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I mean, at this point, and you look at some of the trash quarterbacks at the bottom of the league and some of the backup quarterbacks, and this guy can't even get on a roster for training camp. Yep. It's absurd.
right, boys. Uh, here's an interesting clip of Mike Zimmer on defending the uh, run-pass option. How long until defenses figure out how to deal with the RPO? I told our coaches, I said, this is going to be the new thing in the NFL. It's like Tampa 2 and the read option, and now it's the RPO. Uh, you know, every year there's a different challenge in the NFL about, you know, the Wildcat. Um, you know, back in the old days, you know, no one went to shotgun unless it was third down. So, you know, we spent a lot of time on it this spring. And you know I want to ask you what you're going to do, but I know you're not going to tell me, no, so I'm, I'm not going to waste either of our time. No, I'm not going to. But, it, but it's fun. You know, it's really fun when you, when you get challenges <laughs> like that. You know, as a coach, you get challenges like, okay, well, we have to figure out what we're going to do. And we sit down and we talk and we watch tape and we study and keep working and trying to figure out different ways how to attack things that have hurt you or attack things that have been good. So for me, I love it. I love it that it's that kind of a challenge. I think it's cool that like he's he enjoys being challenged by offensive schemes, by new new offensive schemes, and he just likes figuring out how to beat them. I think it's cool how much he loves football. Well, he does. He's listening to the glow but, in his vocal cords when oh, yeah. he's talking about defending the uphill. But that's why, guys, that's why every year something else offensively comes along, and and people are like, this is going to change the game. The game has changed forever. It'll never go back. You know, Kaepernick is going to be the type of quarterback that everyone has to draft because it's never going to go back. And then these guys do nothing but spend entire months and months of, of their summer sitting in dark rooms with film and figure it out. Mm-hmm. It happens every time. Yeah. Now, this isn't quite like the Wildcat. We're like, okay, the Wildcat, well, that there's guy. no quarterback. So there's really only one option here unless yeah, you're worried about a running back throwing a pass. Uh, RPO is a little bit more, okay, you're trying to figure out what they're thinking at the line of scrimmage, and it's sort of it's more of a chess match. So, But do you recall there, there was the game that Kaepernick had, I think, against the Packers in the playoffs, and everybody said, this is starting next year, this league is going to be redefined by this. And it's well, that's, still, that's read option. And it's still used. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, though, that every year you, you get all these different things, yeah. and people are like, it's going to redefine the league. Yeah, yeah. And every year, guys like Mike go into dark rooms and basically yeah. deduct it. And I think it if, out. if you have a quarterback who can run like that, a read option is still a devastating play to sure. defend. It's just how often do you want your quarterback out there? Well, I guess if the NFL keeps making it impossible to breathe on a quarterback, then read option is going to become an amazing weapon for teams to yeah, use. I just wouldn't want my quarterback out there 15 times a game exposed to a and linebacker. And you're going to hit the guy. Yep. yep. All right, one last piece, just because I had it all dialed up here. Um, <laughs> Glenn Jacobs, obviously, we just mentioned it. He he won the uh, the mayor. He won the election of for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Oh yeah. Um, this is a quote I just wanted to to give you guys that he provided last night. The great thing was this professional wrestler. And I know, and I normally don't use wrestling analogies for the campaign, but this professional wrestler got into a no holds barred last man standing match, and when the bell rung, he was victorious. We were victorious, but there is no word yet on if he'd uh, select or if he'd set his political opponent on fire. <laughs> that, that's what I was wondering. Is this is did they hold any debates in Hell in a Cell? I, I don't Start think so. each other up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they had any first blood matches to determine. Um, you know, the, okay, the first blood match is a little unfair when you've got a mask on. I mean, he might have been bleeding, <laughs> but that's on Stone Cold Steve Austin, quite frankly. Don't show up in a, in a, with a bald head. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm it's, with you it's, totally. It's an amateur I'm totally mistake. with you. Amateur I'm completely mistake right with there. you. Yeah, as people are pointing out to us on Twitter, Kane's first gimmick in the WWF was actually in the early 90s. It was Isaac Yankum, yep. dentist. Yep. <laughs> 
He had basic ankle fusion. He was with, I, evil I dentist. He was with Jerry the King Lawler. I, I think he was his dentist. Oh. Well, he's a- yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, the fact that you guys know all this is just outstanding, and I mean that. I'm being very sincere. It, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I, 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 found, I found the video of, uh, of Kane putting his, uh, his brother Undertaker in a casket and lighting it on fire. With That just seems like such an unbrotherly thing to do. As I was telling Lindsay, our, uh, our promotions slash uh, production mind over here, when you have anger management problems and also kerosene, it's not a good combination. It's, bad, okay? it's a bad thing to put together? Yeah, it's just it's never a good combination. Thank you, Murph. We appreciate the stuff you should know about. We still have Chris Singleton in about 45 minutes. We'll talk post-MLB trade deadline and twins. Matthew Collar from Vikings training camp. Mackie and Judd hanging out here at the 3M Championship. Mackie and Judd back with you at the 3M Championship here at TPC Twin Cities. Sun is back out. The, the, the tea times were delayed. I believe they're teeing off here. In, or at least they're resuming at 10.50. No, okay, it's played scheduled to start at 10.50. I wasn't sure if anyone had teed off, if there was like a full start. But uh, play is scheduled to start now in about four minutes. So come hang out. They're giving away swag bags in front of us. There were people waiting in line for like an hour for swag bags this morning. But you didn't have to. You know to. what's in the swag bags, Paul? We've we got them it? right here. It never ceases they to amaze me how long bags. people will wait in line for. Like when we used to do the free T-shirt giveaway at the State Fair. And hey, the- we love... We love you know, we, we love it that people wanted the 1500 ESPN t-shirts, but we give them away once every two hours, and we give away 100 of them for free. And people would stand in line for like 45 minutes for a $10 t-shirt. The ability, I'm thinking, I don't know, man. The ability of the, the, hu- oh, scissors. the human being. Don't let Judd run with these. The human being to be, uh, to be willing to wait for free stuff is one of the most <laughs> remarkable things. Like the design of the person. If I could go back and re- redesign people, I think the one thing I would try and work so, on. So basically, if you could go back and play God is what you're yes, saying. Yes, if I okay. could play God, I think I would re- redesign the thing that makes people stand in line for free stuff. <laughs> like, we got free cookies. All of a sudden, you got an hour-long wait for free cookies. I, I don't get it. I like how if you could go back and play God, the first thing you would do is, like, make people not wait in line like, for free you, things. You don't want to wait for rational. that. It's a rational choice. Just go really? just go, go, buy your cookies. <laughs> it's only like 5 10 bucks, something like that. It is, it is kind of It's funny. just weird. Uh, can I... I was on uh, with with Mason in Ireland yesterday, and it was it was John Ireland, the voice of the Lakers, and uh, our Minnesota friend Mike Trudell, who's Lakers.com guy. He does sideline reporting for the TV broadcast, and he used to be Wolves.com guy, which is where our friendship goes back to. Okay, and and so they were doing the afternoon show yesterday on ESPN LA, and they wanted someone on to talk about Brian Dozier. So they brought me on, and instead of it just being Ten or fifteen minutes about Brian Dozier. I went in with an agenda too. I wanted to know, I wanted to throw out some hypothetical of Jimmy Butler did. trade scenario. Of course you did. So I, I kind of hijacked the segment about eight or ten minutes in and asked them, "Okay, guys, you guys are Lakers insiders. You're Lakers employees. You right. you probably know things you can't even tell me right now. Right? Who says no, or how does this conversation play out on the phone? Uh huh." Understanding that it would never happen because Tom Thibodeau would never would never pick up the phone. But if but if I were the GM, but you're initiating this with 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 peripheral employees of the club, sure, in hopes that they'll go to the GM and say, yeah. "This is a really good idea." Right. So I said, if if a phone conversation were to take place, uh huh, us calling you, Lakers, Rob Polinka, Magic Johnson, Jimmy Butler's available, one year Jimmy Butler, and we're interested in either Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma. Uh-huh. Don't even need both. Just just want one of them. 
Don't even need a first-round pick, and just just want one of those guys, so we can get young get, get a younger nucleus back in here with Carl Anthony Towns, and let the Warriors ride out their dynasty, uh, let the Lakers ride out LeBron's career. How does that conversation end up? And Ireland paused for a minute, and he's a straight shooter. He would he would instantly shoot it down if it was dumb, and he he was on first take for a week last week too. Mm-hmm. Like he's not so he's not going to ride the middle. He goes, they wouldn't instantly hang up. It would hinge on whether or not Jimmy Butler was committed to a long-term contract extension. Mm-hmm. And then Tr- Trudell followed up and said, if you could get Butler for free, essentially, I mean, you'd pay him, but if you, if you could get him next summer or Kawhi Leonard next summer and not give up Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma and, and the low salaries, relatively speaking, to go along with those guys, team control, that's the better option. But Ireland said it's, it's not an instant hang-up. And if Jimmy Butler were committed to a multi-year extension to play in Los Angeles, yep. it would be a very interesting conversation. Your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts. Don't you owe it? My thoughts, you owe my it thoughts remain the same as they've been for a month now, which is, yes, I would, if I was the Wolves, I would definitely at least broach that topic. Um, but I feel like you are working on behalf of the team in a more rational capacity. I'm better than, at his than job than, people, he, than he than is. the guy that's president of basketball ops. So I'm, I'm doing my due diligence you, on behalf of Tom Thibodeau. Listen, your relationship to the Wolves is basically the same as, as my, my relationship to the Wild has been. You are driving yourself absolutely crazy because you're coming up with some decent ideas that they... 1,000% won't do. How can you not explore that possibility, right? Don't you pick up the phone and ask about Brandon Ingram? Come on. With where you're at, you absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But Tibbs won't, and Tibbs is... It, I don't... I wonder if you sat down with Tibbs in an off-the-record, BSing as, as neutral of environment as possible, and you ran your idea past him. I think he'd look at you and say... I would never, Phil. I would never even think in that direction. I and really do. He'd think that he would think that you're an idiot for even broaching what what should be a logical conversation. He would think that that one, he worked very hard to get Butler here, and two, he sees. I think he sees Butler at, as an ally. Mm-hmm. I don't think he sees him. And this is a this is this is where it gets. This is where you cross a line that, that becomes dangerous. I don't think he sees him as a player. I think he sees him as, if not an equal, then very close. It's why he doesn't criticize him. It's why he's the, the one guy that when he talks about him in a, a presser, it's almost in a, a tone of reverence. So I think if you got Tibbs alone and you sat down and said, look, Tom, why not? Why wouldn't you mm-hmm. do, do this? I think he would look at you like, what are you yeah. even talking about? But from the Lakers' perspective on either Kawhi or Jimmy Butler, Next summer is the better play. You're mm-hmm. going gonna to get one of them. You're going to get somebody. Yep. Like, there's going to be a bunch of free agents out there. I mean, hell. I mean, I guess. Uh, why am I? Why am I spacing? Um, Kyrie Irving's a free. I don't know. If, I don't know if he would ever come back or if that would be a fit. And then, and like Lonzo again. Ball is is their yeah. player right now. But like, if you're the Lakers, it makes so much sense to just sit on your team right now. You're going to win 50 games. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to get beat somewhere in there. You might make a run to the Western Conference Finals. And then you have a max spot open next year, so you get to keep Ingram, you get to keep Kuzma. You, be, you essentially become the Celtics, the Celtics who have these great max contract players in Horford and Kyrie and, um, and recovering Gordon Hayward, and this other wave of awesome young players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, right. 
and uh, and I guess Marcus Smart's going to go back there too. And but- so the Lakers can be that if yeah. they just remain patient until next summer. And Butler can either, if if he wants, if he still deems that the Wolves aren't on the correct track, he can either bolt for the Lakers, or he can go with Kyrie, let's say, to the Nets or the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And I would be curious, I would be very curious to know if the Butler camp would go to Tibbs as the trade deadline approaches and say, Tom, he's gone. Mm-hmm. He's not coming back. Because if you don't trade him then, that's, that's a fireball offense. If they go, I would hope that Butler and Tibbs have a, a relationship where even if Tom can't see it now, that they would go to him in January and say, mm-hmm. Jimmy's going to leave. Jimmy doesn't like Andrew. He doesn't like Cat. He doesn't want to play here. It might be a question that you don't want to know the answer to if you're Tom Thibodeau, too, right? It might be one of those. Or or it might be that his entire vision from even before he took this job involved Jimmy Butler. And if Butler's gone, then whatever. Like, burn burn the building down. It's possible that he wouldn't want to even, even though he's getting paid a bunch of money and he's under contract for a couple more years beyond it, it's possible that his mind wouldn't even be able to process a Jimmy Butler list. Which is why, which is why I'm saying I, I would hope that at some point, as the deadline neared, they would yeah. go to him and say he's going to leave. And if if Tibbs then turned around and said, "I'm either going to a talk him out of it or b not trade him," it's negligence. Yeah. It's fireable. The other thing we were talking about with these guys with uh, with Trudell and John Ireland yesterday. So think about being a Los Angeles sports fan right now. So you, you, you just landed LeBron James a month ago. You traded for Manny Machado. And Brian Dozier, who was top five in MVP voting, I think, last year, and hit 40 home runs two years ago. He's an all-star. He's like a side dish. Oh, oh Dozier? Gonna, like, oh, yeah. Sprinkle in. But you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're a yeah. Dodgers and a Lakers fan, and up, oh, LeBron James is here. Up, oh, Manny Machado, trade for him. What do we get? Anthony Tolliver. And a couple random like fourth line right wingers for the Wild. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And a bunch of and eleven prospects that most fans have never heard of. And what gets you about that is I don't I don't know how much the the California sports fan truly cares. Anyway, it's what's it's, it's their sense of yeah, normal. I just got back. I just got back from the beach. We got Machado. It's and their Brian sense of normal. Who? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so as they said on on the on the back and forth, the, Ireland goes. Uh, yeah, we get all the pretty girls. It's not a shock. It's this and this. I'm like, oh, well, we get Anthony Tolliver. So. <laughs> we Phil, got it. <laughs> Phil, you forgot. We we also got Logan Forsyth. Logan and, and Logan Forsyth. Yeah, we're eating his contract. <laughs> thank, thanks to yeah. the Dodgers. You can't call the pull that. By the way, Logan Forsyth's contract. The Forsyth contract and and taking that on is exactly how desperate these guys became to trade Dozier. That's all you need to know. It's also what they had to take on to get anything of relevance from the Dodgers. Absolutely. Right? But, I'm, yeah. but I'm saying it went from this whole thing of we'll take DeLeon and this to, all right, we'll take this contract back to get two prospects because we have to trade this guy. Yeah. They had to trade him. Yep. So, oh, we'll see. I, 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 my guess I is the, the Wolves going into the going season with LA All Sports Stations, spinning the topic to basketball, <laughs> and telling them that you would like to trade them Butler because the guy that runs the Wolves won't even consider. It. I wanted answers. They wanted to talk Dozier. Like this is come on, guys. We all know that this isn't relevant. Let's talk. Let's talk Jimmy Butler to the Lakers. And they're like, and they perked up. They're like, yes. It's, all right. It's far more sexy. I'll program this segment, okay? <laughs> Brian Dozier. Um, let's come back. We're here until 1 o'clock in the, is, is this called the hospitality tent? Whatever. It's the tent where, like, everything is happening. It's, uh, There's a, it's the 3M, yeah, it's, it's the 3M tent. 
Yeah, it's and, a very nice tent. And I know that they've, they've, teed, they've teed off already. You can come hang out with us, or you can, I guess, stare at our porta potties outside, too, whatever. Like, that Ooh. might be just the same. Catch our stream. Um, do you have a rank them for us next? Yes, I All do. Right, a Randy Moss related rank them when we come back. And Chris Singleton in about 30 minutes, Mackie and Judd from the 3M Championship.